Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading other people. So um, I want to share with you, as I always do, some uh, topic today that I think is valuable, that uh, I get most of my topics from you, the listeners, and also from working with clients and coaching people and working with companies, so just things that come up on occasion. And I was working with somebody recently who uh, brought up a very, very common question that I get a lot of times and um, was also frustrated because uh, this individual uh, did not get a promotion that he felt he deserved and wanted to talk about that. And ultimately, it turned into, well, how do I get a promotion? What do I, what do I need to do? So I wanted to share today... Uh, my perspective, because I've been in uh, business leading companies for 20 years, I've promoted tons and tons of people and uh, obviously didn't promote a bunch of people. So I want to give you my own perspective. What was the criteria that I used in making those decisions? And also myself, I was promoted and also didn't get promoted uh, on several occasions and want to share with you that perspective too. So I think I've gained some good insight, wanted to share it with you and uh, for what it's worth uh, in a 10 to 15 minute little segment here. So uh, first of all, I would break this down into three things. I'm going to go through these in, in different uh, details. But the first thing um, I think about, you know, luck is defined as when preparation meets opportunity. And think about that for a second. Preparation meets opportunity. One of those you have no control over. The other you have almost total control over. The opportunity you don't have any control over. You don't know when it's going to come, how big it's going to be, what it's going to look like or anything. But, and you may have some idea of when it's going to come, but you can't control it. What you can control entirely is your preparation for that opportunity. So I've seen so many people that missed great, great opportunities because they didn't do the right things to prepare themselves for that opportunity. So let's put the first thing down as preparation. Okay, now a couple things that I would say in regards to preparing for your promotion and the ideal opportunity that you're seeking out there. And maybe this is a promotion for the sake of this, I'm going to talk about a promotion inside your own organization. But there are also obviously promotions when you go to another organization, and, and that's an entirely different deal. But this is for an internal promotion that you may have your sights set on. Um, and that, I think, is one of the reasons why people join certain companies is they see a great path and they see an upward mobility and they, they feel like they can move up several rungs of the ladder and achieve their goals. So let's talk about the preparation, though. The first thing is I've seen a lot of people, they get so focused on that next step that they lose sight of the fact that... Right now, what's most important is how they do in their current role, because very few people 
will get an opportunity to move up to the next role unless they've really succeeded at their current role. So the first thing with preparation is you've got to make sure that you are doing the job that you need to do to point, make yourself stand out as that ideal candidate. And here's what I look at. I look at three things that anytime I was assessing somebody in terms of how they're doing in their role and, and being really ready potentially for promotion. When they were nailing their role in terms of results. So can you put your name next to measurable results? Can you show the impact that you're having in that organization with that role that you have? I've talked to some people that can't really explain what they do or they have so many different things or their title is so nondescript and they have so many things that they're touching. It's really hard to pinpoint exactly what impact you're having. So what I would say is, as someone who is looking to get to that next level and, and get promoted, you have to be able to put your name next to something. What did you do? What, did, what impact did you make? What measurable result did you get? So that's number one. Secondly is, what impact do you have on the culture of that organization? Are you the type of person that you have a positive impact, you leave people off better than you find them, you help the environment of the culture, you understand the vision of the organization, are you helping to drive that culture in the right direction that aligns with that vision? These are things that leaders think about. I thought about it all the time. If this person is having a certain impact with the culture now, if I promoted them to the next level in larger scope and larger impact, then that impact, whatever it's gonna be, is going to be magnified. So it's if it's not a positive impact you're having on the culture, you're not going to be in the game uh, at all. The third thing is, are you developing other people? So I would always ask myself, is this person already developing other people, whether it's formally or informally, in the role that they have right now? So again, that could look like anything. That could look like some sort of a mentor relationship. That could look like you taking people under your wing and developing them. That could be asking for opportunities to develop people. But if you're not developing people, what that leader might be thinking is, okay, I've got to, if I'm going to promote somebody internally, then ultimately that might leave a vacancy and then I've got to fill that vacancy. And if you are preparing for this, then what better way to prepare than to have somebody ready to fill your vacant spot if you were to be promoted? So that's the first thing in terms of nailing your current role. So the results, the impact you're having on the culture, and are you developing other people? Now, let me take a step back and just say one other thing. I always looked when I was promoting people, there was a lot of value to promoting people from the inside. There's also value of getting people from the outside of your organization. Inside, this is somebody who I know, they're a proven entity, they have relationships, they know our co company culture, they know our vision really well, they've proven themselves, and it also does a lot to the culture internally if I promote people from within, because it gets people excited. So for me, I always looked at if somebody was, a, was an eight, on uh, an internal candidate was an eight on a scale of one to 10, and an external candidate was a 10, for me, I would usually go with that internal candidate that's an eight because of all those other factors there. But you also have to be thinking, okay, they are going to be looking potentially outside for another candidate. So what things do I need to make sure that I'm doing and proving that ultimately are going to give me that edge over an outside candidate? And we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Uh, so back to preparation. What else can you be doing to prepare? Well, the thing I always asked myself when I was looking at candidates is what are they doing or are they doing something to invest in themselves? How are they trying to get better as a leader? If you're not investing in yourself, then why would I invest in you? 
So I've got company money that I'm putting toward a higher salary. I'm putting money into you. Why would I do that if you're not willing to invest in yourself? So, I mean, it's a good question. If you, ha- if you're not, if you don't have a coach, if you're not investing by uh, developing your own leadership skill, there are classes or courses or training programs out there, just reading books, whatever the case may be. If you're doing none of that and not investing your time and your or your money, then it doesn't really position you as a great candidate. It doesn't really make a great point that you really believe in yourself enough uh, for this. So that's number two is investing in yourself uh, and realize one thing, you're never going to feel totally prepared for a promotion. So fact of the matter is most people, when they get into a role or before they get into a role, and I've worked with you know, hundreds and hundreds of people prepping them for that next level, uh, there's never really a point where you say, okay, I'm totally at ease with this next step. And the simple fact is there's some unknowns. You've got new relationships, you've got new challenges, you've got new anxieties and stress uh, and pressures and things and drivers and levers and things that you're trying to move. So there's naturally going to be a feeling of, okay, I'm not 100% prepared. Don't worry about that. Okay, part of this comes when you're in the role and you're figuring out and you're mastering and you're doing it. Uh, then. So, and very few people expect that that person coming into the role brand new that's getting promoted from day one is going to have this thing wired. There's always going to be a kind of a ramp up period of time. Uh, that's perfectly natural. Okay. So number one is the preparation. What are you doing to prepare for that type of role? Uh, the, the second thing, second big bucket after it's preparation, and this is not in sequential order, but the second thing is the communication. And what I mean by that is a few different things. So does your leader know that you are actually looking for a promotion and you want to have a larger impact in the organization? Do they understand what your career goals are? Have you actually shared that with them? Now, shame on them for not asking you. They should. That should be part of your one-on-ones or part of your annual conversation or monthly, whatever. But if they haven't, it's up to you. You own that to share with your leader exactly what you want to do and what your goals are. I had a situation once where I had uh, I was promoting somebody, and I put this new person in the role after uh, after evaluating a number of candidates, and I had somebody come up to me after and say, "Hey, you know what? Why wasn't I selected for this? I think I would have been a great." branch manager. I think I would have done a terrific job with this. And this was somebody who wasn't even in any kind of formal leader role. They weren't necessarily on the radar screen and they certainly hadn't put in their application or anything like that. So I was perplexed. They said, well, first of all, I never knew you had any interest in leadership. You've never shown any interest. You've never uh, come to me before. You've never pursued this before. Why would you expect that I would know that you have an interest in this even? Um, and he didn't really have an answer, but he's, he was still put off at the fact that I didn't approach him. He said, well, you know, I would have thought you would have come to me about it. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) So that's not always the case. Sometimes you do tap somebody on the shoulder and say, Hey, you know, I think you'd be great at this potential career track or this type of role, but you know what? It's up to you to communicate it to your leaders. So if you haven't done that, this is like a next day or next week, sometime in the next month, whatever, Figure out a time to have a conversation with your leader and let them know what your career goals are. That's number one. Number two, same conversation. Here's my career goal. I want to get to this level or this next step. My ultimate long-term goal is you know, this, this step. But here's what I'm trying to do in getting to this next step. Um, I'd love to ask your help. What do I need to do? What would I need to do to be the obvious choice for this next role? When this branch manager role came up or whatever it is, 
what would make you feel like I was the natural choice, hands down, clear cut person for this promotion? And then listen and take notes because what they're going to give you is a absolute golden nugget. It's a gold mine of information. I was just talking to a client earlier today who said uh, he just had this conversation with his boss and his boss said, well, you know what? Um, I think you'd be a potential great candidate for this. I want to see you do a little bit better with managing deadlines and also communication, which was great. And he went into some specifics around that. And it was fantastic because One, he wouldn't have gotten that feedback had he not asked for it. Now he knows specifically what he needs to do. Okay, i got to get better at deadlines and managing those, and I've got to get better at communication, and there were some specifics to that that he could take some action on. Fantastic. Now you've really got the answer book. You've got the blueprint for how you get to the next role. So now it's up to you to do something with that. Okay, so... That's your game plan. Okay, how do I work on that? What do I need to do? And then and ask your boss. You know, sometimes they'll be helpful or sometimes maybe less helpful, but they usually will be helpful in terms of helping you go along that path. I know anytime anybody asked me that, I always was good about putting together a game plan for them and then providing ongoing feedback because we want to help somebody grow. And whether you get that promotion or not, it's still going to leave you off better than you were. Uh, the last thing along communication or second to last thing, is follow up. So go back to that person and ask them for ongoing feedback. Hey, you gave me this feedback a month ago. I've made some changes and I've started to do some things differently. Do you see a difference or what can I do better? Can you give me some additional feedback? Okay, that follow up is really key. And if you don't understand something they're giving you, because there's might be a part of it that's vague and they're saying, hey, you know, I, I think you need to you know, be more, uh, you know, decisive. Well, can you, can you give me an example of what you're talking about? Cause that can mean different things to different people. Don't be afraid to seek to understand. Um, last bullet point. So we've talked about preparation. I've talked about communication. The last thing is relationships. So what I think about part of this is going to be, how does this person, this hiring leader feel that they're going to work with you? So without any kind of relationship, you don't have really much to go on there or they don't have much to go on. You have to be bold enough to start bridging, you know, creating some bridges and build some uh, bridge, some gap between you and maybe the hiring leader. It might be two levels above you. Um, And that's okay to do in most corporate cultures or organizational structures to go a couple levels up. I was always appreciative if one of my people wanted to talk to, let's say, the person above me that's going up a couple of levels. I was always appreciative if they involved me in that, which is the right thing to do, and just say, hey, listen, I'd love to talk to you know, so-and-so because I'd love to share with her my perspective or what I want to do and get her input. And I was always fine with it. Terrific. You know, it was out in the open. That's great. If it's behind the scenes and you're not disclosing that, maybe that can you know, cause a, a little bit of a rub there. Uh, but building relationships is key. The other part of relationships, how are you viewed or what are your relationships with your current colleagues so if you were tomorrow to step into a promotion and these colleagues of yours that you might be chummy chummy with uh, are now your subordinates or your team that you're leading over is that going to be natural is it now it's understandable it might be a little bit uncomfortable for many people it is but are you are you viewed by them are they are they viewing you with respect would they say that you'd be the natural choice for that promotion? I actually, uh, and I, this unfortunately happened with many people. I can remember several people, but one in particular I'm thinking about that was really lined up and should have gotten a great promotion, but 
the way that this person was viewed by his colleagues or peers would never have allowed him to gain any kind of credibility. He was kind of viewed as a goofball, uh, and there was too much that they knew about him, and there was a lot of issues going on, and it just wouldn't have worked. Just wouldn't have worked. So you have to say you, you can't suddenly become somebody that is uh, now this uh, you know, a totally different person as the boss. Those relationships still carry over. So uh, questions I would leave you with. A few questions I'd be thinking about for your readiness to become uh, that next level and get promoted. One is, just like what I said, how am I perceived? Not only by my colleagues, by my boss, by my boss's boss. How do they perceive me? Do they perceive me as a leader? Do they perceive me as somebody who would be at that highest level? And do I kind of carry that aura of that leader that they need? Do I have that type of influence in the organization? How do I fit in the culture? What kind of impact am I making? That's question number one. Secondly is, am I the natural choice? So would I be right now, if this position were open, would I be a natural selection? If I was announced as the, the next role, this promoted position, would it be a shock to everybody? Would they say, wow, what? John got that? Or would it be, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's pretty, you know, Duh, obvious he was going to get that role. Uh, you obviously want the latter, right? So you want to make sure that you're positioned in the right way so that you are the natural choice. And again, that's where you ask your boss, your boss's boss, what do I need to do to be that natural choice? Um, another great question to ask, what would the external candidate look like that would beat me out for this position? Okay, what would they have that I don't have? Okay, this is going to be key because what I can't control, and you're not going to be able to focus on this, can't control the other candidates. I have no idea who's going to be you know, throwing their hat in the ring. I have no idea how good they're going to be. I have no control over that at all. The only thing I have control over is what? It's me, how prepared I am, how well I'm communicating my goals, my relationships with people. That's the only thing I can concern myself with. But that question of what would that external current candidate look like that would blow me out of the water for this will help you understand where you may need to develop. And that goes back to investing in yourself to get really good and ready and prepared. Uh, and then lastly is um, what do I need to do to make sure that I am as prepared for the transition as possible? So if I'm selected, what would that look like? How would I make sure that I leave my current role great in great standing, have somebody ready maybe to take my uh, position uh, and also uh, segue or transition into this new role really smoothly. There's nothing worse than having somebody who's ready for promotion, but they haven't done enough to set up their team or their unit or their organization well enough in their absence. So if they left, everything would crumble. That's not a, that's not a good thing. Okay? It makes you less promotable. Um, so you need to get your team in shape and develop other people and get your next tier of leaders all set and ready. So uh, with that, uh, sorry for the disruptions of the phone, but uh, hey, that's life. So in any event, hope this is hel uh, helpful. I love your ideas, your suggestions. Please keep them coming. And uh, I'll be back uh, very soon with some more great topics. I've got a long list of podcasts to do based on everybody's feedback. So keep liking, uh, suggesting to topics, comments, sharing this. 
Uh, subscribe and keep in mind on Tuesday, July 22nd from 5 to 6.30 p.m., we have our first live leadership mastermind group. I'm inviting you to it to be an attendee. It's going to be a smaller, more interactive setting uh, live, obviously. We're going to have some guests that are going to talk through some leadership concepts. I will as well as we get closer. I'll loop you on exactly what that'll be. Uh, just uh, direct message me for that uh, login info and the registration stuff, and I'll get it right to you. Aside from that, have an awesome day. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.